0: Thanks for joining us at Soul Career. I'm Lissandra Rickards, and today I'm chatting with John Matthews. John is a recent Harvard College graduate. He just graduated last week. And he has a really interesting story to share about how he's thinking about his soul career from very early in his working life. Thanks for joining us, John.
1: Thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
0: (laughs) So I always like to start by asking you to tell me a little bit about your origin story. Where were you born? Where did you grow up? And how did you get to Harvard?
1: (laughs) Well, I was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was raised here my entire life, all the way up through high school. And I actually wanted to be a medical doctor. So (laughs) I ended up, you know, enrolling at the University of the West Indies in their MBBS program, which is a Bachelor of Medicine, Bachelor of Surgery, and it just didn't feel right to me. So to the horror and dismay of my parents, I decided to, you know, forego a full scholarship there, to take the risk and apply to colleges abroad. Didn't know, you know, where I was going to get in, but, you know, it all worked out for the best. And so now I'm here at Harvard and haven't looked back since.
0: Well, you just graduated. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you were at university here in Jamaica and yes. then you decided to apply in your first year for Harvard.
1: Yeah, so I basically withdrew myself from med school after the two weeks of orientation.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So you yeah. knew very early that this wasn't the right thing for you. Right, right. So what did you want to be when you were growing up?
1: <laughs> so for... The majority of my time, I'd say I actually wanted to be a hotelier. What? Uh, I wanted to be a hotelier from, I want to say, grade 8 all the way through grade 11. (laughs) And then I somehow hit my head and wanted to become a medical doctor, which is how I ended up applying to med school.
0: Did you hit your head or did your parents kind of guide you in that direction? No,
1: my parents have always been very open. They've always wanted me to you know, follow my passions and do whatever... You know, I really felt was my calling, mm-hmm. so it wasn't any pushing from them at all. I really just truly hit my head,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, cool, so okay, so now you've made it to Harvard, you're there, you're enjoying your time, I think. What did you decide to study
1: while you're there? I decided to study chemistry, and that was really due to just my passion for the subject. It was my favorite subject in high school, and then when I went to Harvard, I tried some intro courses, and I realized that the department was really small and tight-knit, and it's was, you know, people I wanted to surround myself with and I had developed a close relationship with the department head. And so I decided, hey, you know what, like, let's go ahead with this, even though I was always cognizant of the fact that you don't need to study what you want to do.
0: Okay, fantastic. So you love chemistry and that's what you decided to study. Yes. So when did you realize that there was something off on your career path?
1: So the funny thing about me is that even though I studied chemistry, I've always been what I'd say, you know, half sciences, half business Mm -hmm. ever since high school. And so all of my internships were in the field of business. And I really realized something was off when I, you know, followed the prescribed track of you know, what success typically looks like yeah. at a place like Harvard and went into management consulting myself more year. And I realized I liked the, you know, the benefits of it. I liked the salary, of course. Mm-hmm. I liked the fancy dinners. But when it came to the work itself, I realized that I was always finding myself, you know, like, looking at my watch, counting down until when I can go home and be rid of this. And so I made the mistake because I realized that from my sophomore year and I made the mistake of going back to another consulting firm my junior year. But that's when I really realized, you know, enough is enough. And I don't want to start my career off like this.
0: Okay, so we have to unpack this a little bit because <laughs> there's a lot going on in there. Right. So, you were studying chemistry, yes. but you did your internships during your summers in business and yes. in management consulting. Yes. How did you make that leap? So with management
1: consulting, the leap wasn't that hard because, you know, they really pride themselves on being analytical. And Mm -hmm. so those skills were developed a lot in chemistry. But, you know, in high school, even though I studied the sciences, I also studied the business subjects as well. And so I always knew that for my life, I eventually saw myself going down that path regardless of what I studied. And so it was really just a matter of me, you know, like making the case of, why is it that me, a science student, wants to work in, you know, their corporate environment?
0: Right, right.
1: And, you know, as time went on, it got easier and easier because my freshman year, I did an internship at a bank back home in Jamaica. And so... You know, the more experience I racked up in business was the easier it became to convince them that I actually know what I'm doing.
0: Right. Okay, so let's try to tie all of this back to what you wanted to be when you were growing up, when you were very young, right? (laughs) So you wanted to be a hotelier first. Yes. Then you made the switch into medicine. Then you studied chemistry at Harvard and then you went into business for your internships even though you were studying chemistry at Harvard. Right. So how do we make sense of all of this? What was your guiding kind of feeling that brought you through all of these different subjects?
1: So I guess for me the guiding light so to speak was I always knew I was passionate about you know innovation and change mm-hmm. and so chemistry like I studied that because it was a field that is, was on the forefront of that, dealing with all sorts of, you know, new developments, whether it's, you know, soft robotics or 3D printing, et cetera. And so I tried to find myself in environments that professional environments that also were hinged upon innovation, so to speak. So my internship at the bank freshman year, that was in their innovation department, helping them to think about, you know new ways that they can do things such as like tap the unbanked so to speak or revolutionize their systems and so that's how everything really like ties together so on the educational front it was really giving me you know those hard skills that I could use to make an impact in the working world and then on the extracurricular as professional front that's where I really you know dove deep into my love and passion for innovation.
0: Right. Okay. And then if I go back in time to a hotelier, why did you want to be a hotelier back then?
1: <laughs> so for why I wanted to be a hotelier, it's interesting. I always had a passion for, you know, like the tourism industry. I think that also has to do with innovation as well. And so when I go to resorts, even though I love them, I'd always find myself thinking about ways that, you know, this can be improved ways that like maybe oh the positioning of the bar should be different to you know be more how would you say what's the word i'm looking for way basically i was thinking about ways that you could create a better experience for the hotel girls. and so for the longest while my dream school was not harvard it was actually the cornell school of hotel administration
0: Okay. okay. So that decision to leave the university here and go to Harvard, how long did it take for you to get in? Were you Did you have a gap year? Um, I did. Essentially. So tell me a little bit about that process.
1: Right. Yeah. So for the gap year, uh, after I decided to withdraw from the University of the West Indies, I really decided to take this gap year to not only work on you know, my applications, because at that point, I hadn't done any sorts of standardized testing, hadn't written any essays, mm. anything like that, so I did that, and then on the side, I was also teaching, and then I, you know, had some it's a passion projects on the side, so I started taking dance classes, for example, <laughs> I helped my friend write a business plan for a bakery, <laughs> and... Really just trying to make most of that time.
0: Okay, so that gap year, it sounds like you really honed your interest in business during that gap year. Yes. So even though you decided to study chemistry at Harvard, that business side of you was always there from then.
1: Always. All
0: right. So now we fast forward to management consulting and to you realizing that you were watching the clock and you weren't happy and you wanted something else that lit you up from the inside out. Right. So now you decided not to pursue management consulting anymore but to start looking somewhere else. So what happened next?
1: So uh, what happened next is I reached out to you, (laughs) (laughs) Lissandra, and you really helped me to realize that You know what I was doing I was going down the wrong path what I like to call the conveyor belt so to speak and I wasn't really thinking about you know the choices I was making I was just going along this prescribed path of success and I wasn't realizing that it was making me you know very unhappy and so after you know going through the Soul Career course I was really able to hone in on you know not only what mattered to me, but able to find opportunities that also, you know, like resonated with what made me tick as a person. And so, thereafter, I started, you know, my <laughs> I started my launch uh, into, you know, finding like the right opportunities. And I stumbled upon uh, this opportunity where I'll be working for Unibuy Radamco Westfield.
0: Wait, wait, you're fast forwarding. Oh, all right, events. all right. So. <laughs> What did you discover about yourself when you started asking yourself those questions about what really made you tick?
1: So the main discovery was that I realized that I really needed to have creativity in whatever I do to be happy. And so whether that's my job itself, being creative or being in a creative environment. Mm -hmm. And that was really the key piece that was missing in all of the... Um, opportunities that I had taken upon myself in management consulting they just focused strictly on the analytical
0: mm-hmm. that's right okay so you found this about yourself and you started looking for jobs that would give you more creativity yes. as you were doing it on the job yes so what was that process like
1: yeah it took a while I tried a lot of different things including you know like some marketing roles some sales positions but Another real barrier that was there is that I was going about the search the wrong way. And so one thing that I had was what you referenced as a chasing mindset. And so I would try to force fit myself into positions that, you know, sounded right. And I would, you know try to do these things where I try to like learn everything about the company and like spit it back out to them in the interview and try to basically do a word dump, you know, to show like (laughs) all of my knowledge about the company as if it was some sort of test or examination.
0: A lot of people do that. Yeah, go ahead.
1: And that just was not working at all because, you know, even though I knew a lot about the company, what these people are really trying to do is find the right fit. And so eventually it took me a while. And I want to say somewhere around four months in the process, I decided that I was going to, you know, like take a step back and only apply to things that truly, you know, ignited a fire within me, so to speak. And so in about the end of the fifth month, that's when I found a position that was advertised through my on-campus recruiting program that really like spoke to me. And as I, you know, did more research and, you know, read up on their website, literally everything I was reading, like light bulbs were going off in my head. And this really just seemed like the actual perfect opportunity for me. And so What I did is, you know, I got on the phone with the university relations manager and we just had a conversation for about half an hour. It didn't seem, you know, very scripted like me asking a bunch of, you know, predefined questions. No, it was just a conversation that, you know, flowed on and it was just very natural.
0: And I remember before you went into that interview, we had a conversation Yes. where we talked about that your personality just shines through when you just relax and have a conversation as a human being with the person on the other side of the table from you. Right. So then you just let go of all the memorization you did of your responses and just connected on a human level with the interviewer.
1: Yes. And So so what happened? That's exactly what happened. And so, you know, at the end of that conversation, the recruiter... You know, it was just like, oh, I should definitely keep in touch, reach out again if I have more questions. And I just left that conversation feeling like I had made a genuine connection and just felt very good about it. And so then I dropped my resume and, you know, of course I was called for an interview. And funnily (laughs) enough, it was a series of interviews. And the first interview that I had was with that same person who I I had the conversation with. And basically, as I walked in, he was like, We don't even need to have (laughs) this. I feel like I already know everything that I need to know about you. And then thereafter, there were a series of, you know, panel interviews. And those, surprisingly, even though it was, you know, three executives within the company and me, it also just felt very natural. Mm -hmm. And because I had let go of, you know, this stiff mindset Mm -hmm. that I had before, I was able to let my personality shine through. Mm -hmm. And I said it was. The conversation flowed in such a way that I was using words that I never would have used in any interview before. For example, I remember in one of the questions, I was just like, as you can probably tell, you know, I have a bougie side to me. And never in my life would I have imagined before that I would be using the word bougie in an interview. But I said it and, you know, they really, their faces lit up. They were smiling from air to air. And, you know, they realized that, hey, like, you know, this guy is the real deal. He's not putting on a facade for us. And, and I just
0: want to say here that it's not that he wasn't prepared. He still did a lot of interview prep, wrote on oh, yeah. all his answers, used the STAR method, situation, task, action, results, everything. But well, after that preparation, then you just let it go and be a human being and have a natural conversation. So, right.
1: Okay. Um to touch upon that, it was basically like before the method that I would have used is, as I said, it was like an exam. You know, I read this information and now I feel like I have to give it back to the interviewers right. within mm-hmm. that time. But with your help, I was able to still, you know, do that research, but have it as a kind of like database that I can tap into if necessary. But don't, you know, unnaturally bring it up in conversation like, oh, look, I know this about your company and I know that.
0: Right, right. Like, so how long did it take you from you started recruiting until you ended up getting an offer with this company? And we'll talk a little bit about that. But how long did this process take you?
1: So this entire process, I want to say, took about eight months. It, it takes is, a long takes time, time a to get a job.
0: It, to get a job in a industry or a role that you really love. Yes. You can get a job quicker if you don't care what you're doing. But if That's you care about true. what you're doing, it might take you a long time.
1: Right, and even with this company, I remember that whole initial conversation and the resume drop was in January. Then the first round of interviews was in February, and then the final round was in March, and didn't get my offer until like one week later in april so even that was about a four month long process wow. with one company and
0: actually that's quite normal you know um companies yeah. don't like to be rushed when they're doing this kind of thing because it's much easier to to, to hire than to fire <laughs> so you have to right. hire slowly and fire quickly that's what that's the the old mantra is <laughs> right yeah right so okay so tell me you did your series of interviews and then you got an offer What was that like after eight months
1: in the process? It was just pure bliss and joy and not only because I got an offer but it was something that I genuinely felt was the right opportunity for me, something that I was truly excited about and you know I remember even when I was on the phone with the uh with the recruiter, the same recruiter who I initially you know had reached out to when the final round interview, which was with the top-level executive who sits in France, he told me that the immediately after the interview, the executive messaged him and was just like, it's a big fat yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so even just hearing that, just you know, like confirmed, you know, all along that it was mutual. Like yeah. I liked them a lot, they liked me a lot, and it just felt like all of the all of the hard work that I had put in over the past eight months was like worth it. You know, waiting for the right opportunity, I would go back and do it again in a
0: heartbeat. So tell us what it is, what is it about this job that makes it your sole career?
1: Well, with this job, it really makes it my sole career for a lot of reasons. Like one, it's a very creative company. So they're focused around innovation and specifically innovation within the, you know, shopping center sort of industry. And so what they really pride themselves on is moving away from typical retail and providing experiences. Mm-hmm. And if you remember from earlier in this interview when I said I wanted to be a hotelier, which is about, you know, providing these luxury experiences for people, you know, it's kind of the same function but in a different sort of environment. So there was that Uh, the job also allows me to travel i'll be working out of california and i'll also be working out of paris and france so and who knows it's a very global company they have operations in 19 countries so they may have me you know traveling to some of these for various projects or assignments and even in terms of the work too it's rotational in nature so i won't just have to be doing you know analytics from sun up to sundown i can put myself in creative roles for example i could do leasing where i'm working with brands i could do marketing i could do all sorts of opportunities and see you know what really and truly is like the perfect fit for me in terms of functional role within this company and it's somewhere that i genuinely see myself growing with
0: Amazing. So you ended up, or you started out wanting to be a hotelier. Yes. Then you went to, you want to be a doctor. <laughs> then you went to management consulting. Right. And you ended up in real estate, <laughs> retail real estate, which Money is amazing. Netflix. So, what do you envision your career to look like from here on out?
1: So, I would say from here on out, I truly do see myself staying with this company for a long time. And so my long-term goal, I would see myself either being, you know, an executive in a company that is at the forefront of innovation or starting my own business at some Mm -hmm. point. Of
0: course, very entrepreneurial here. (laughs) So I want to ask you a few questions about Soul Career itself. All right. What made you want to work with me to begin with?
1: All right, so I had heard a lot about Lissandra and, you know, her path. And I saw that you know she had also gone to Harvard, went into consulting and then really found her, you know, like dream career. And I really wanted to speak with someone who had made, who had navigated such a similar path and really, you know, take the big leap or step. So, so to speak, in terms of like coming off of this prescribed track and really finding you know, what makes them tick and then being super successful in it. (laughs) So that's one thing that really drew me to Soul Career. And, you know, it's been an amazing experience. So
0: what were some of your biggest aha moments as you worked with
1: me? So also my biggest aha moments, I mentioned one before, really letting go of that chasing mindset and really being able to, you know, bring that around and just bring my full self, authentic self to the table. That was definitely one of the biggest um, factors that helped me to land this role and to find other opportunities that also would have been, uh, you know, great for me. Uh, some other really tactical things were figuring out how to like redo my LinkedIn profile and to make myself more attractive to the types of people that you know I were trying to like seek employment from. Also being able to like rework my cover letter, my pitch, <laughs> my original pitch was awful. <laughs> it was basically me rambling down, you know, like a laundry list of trying to tell them every single thing I've done in yeah. the past four years. And it just went on and on for like five plus minutes. <laughs> that was a train wreck. But with the just help, I was able to really make, you know, like short and sweet, maybe about one minute long and have that actually be a genuine launching point into other conversations and helping me to position myself in such a way that I can actually highlight the specific parts of my background that make me the right fit for this opportunity. Yeah.
0: Okay, awesome. So I wanna end with asking you, do you have any advice for someone who's feeling burnt out and unfulfilled and miserable in their current (laughs) job? What should they do to break out of that?
1: I would say just, like, take a step back and analyse, you know, if you really, truly enjoy what you're doing and if you don't enjoy why it is that you don't enjoy and if this is, you know, something that characterises your experience or if it's, you know, just for time. And then after that, like, when you realise, you know, like, what's wrong, if it's something that you don't see changing in the foreseeable future, don't be afraid to follow your dreams so to speak even though that sounds you know very trite like i seriously mean that actually go after what makes you passionate because one thing that i learned throughout this course is and even just from other conversations is you will be super successful in something that you are very passionate about and probably more successful in that than if you try to force fit yourself into somewhere where quite frankly like you don't belong yeah
0: exactly Well, thank you so much. This was amazing and enlightening and wonderful. (laughs) And you know, you're just on the very first step of your whole journey that's going to last you your entire life. So Mm -hmm. as long as you keep checking in with yourself and taking aligned action from this place of joy and what makes me light up, then you'll end up where you're supposed to be. So, thank you for joining us. And if you're and if you're interested in learning more about the Soul Career course, visit our website at soulcareer.com and sign up today.
1: You will regret it. <laughs>